things like that. Um, sometimes there'd be some like eyeliner or something. Maybe we should make one for guys like that. There are a couple out there. I mean, but like like shit that guys really need but are scared to use. You know, like <laughs> like a ball brush or something. You know, <laughs> some nose hair clippers. Hey, <laughs> I, I I tell you what, man. I'm 44 years old and stuff is starting to show up on me that I, where the hell is that hair coming from? It's crazy. Yeah. You you hit that. I just turned 46 and like, like I think right around uh, maybe 42, 43 is like when I started noticing like my ear hairs were starting to grow and my nose hairs were becoming much more prominent. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Bourbon Hunters Podcast. This is part two of my interview with Mo Dingo as we dig a little bit deeper trying to find the meaning of life while also tipping back some smooth ambler big level Boone County and a surprise of Martel Cognac. So sit back, enjoy a pour as we take you on the hunt. smooth ambler this is actually uh i have had the old scout before which was very tasty well they're out of west virginia i don't know if you know that i did not know that so they're out of west virginia which is pretty cool what what part um i don't know because actually west virginia is relatively close yeah yeah it's kind of like kentucky almost just in the other direction yeah there was a big uh yeah (laughs) less teeth A lot more incest. <laughs> Sorry. Just kidding. I, I love West, West Virginia. Virginia. I'm from yeah. West Virginia. So I, I actually make a trip stuff. out there every year for a buddy who does a CrossFit competition, CrossFit Cole. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So this, we just had a rye bourbon. This is a weeded bourbon. Okay. So. So rye and wheat, just different grains. Rye tends to have a little bit more of a spiciness to okay. it. Uh, wheat seems to have a little bit more of a sweetness or a mm-hmm. smoothness to it, if, or it's a little more balanced. Um, <laughs> No, I I don't even know if that's right for balance, but it definitely has a smoother kind of uh, uh, finish to it, mm-hmm. usually. Um, like on the back of the tongue okay. type of thing. So this is a 71% corn, so it's definitely bourbon mm-hmm. uh, in that regard from a mash bill perspective. 21% wheat and 8% malted barley. Um, and they use a, a, a mixture of column and pot stills for, their, uh, for this one. Okay. So this is the Smooth Ambler Big Level. Um, not familiar with this one. I yeah, don't even know I've if never, I've seen I've it. never had it before either. It was sitting in Kroger yesterday. Okay. And, uh, and here it is. And I didn't get it, but then I uh, came back to the gym and it was sitting on the desk for oh. me. Someone had gotten it for me. Nice. So I still don't know who it was. Hey, it's always lovely when those things happen. Yeah. Um, it is about a $50, $55 bottle of bourbon, um, MSRP. Okay. And the good thing about Ohio is you're paying MSRP. Yeah. So, that's yeah. Good. So if, for listeners that might not know, uh, Ohio is one of the states where the alcohol is controlled by yep. the state yeah. versus individual retailers. So there's the good and the bad of that. The good is that you know you're going to be paying the MSRP, nothing more. It's illegal for anybody, to, for any retailer to right. sell it above that price. Exactly. But the downside is, is that the- Not as available. Not, yeah. The, <laughs> the, I don't know what the name of the organization is, but the, the group that controls the alcohol that comes into the state controls the alcohol that comes into the state right uh we're talking uh distillers 
the amount like a bottle of alcohol that's purchased in and how it's distributed and where it's distributed and who gets it. Yeah. So that's a bit of a pain in the ass, but it's kind of, it's like the devil, you know, and the devil, you don't know. It's like, right. you know, we, we know the prices are fixed, but there's only, there's certain things we just can't it's, get. It's crazy, here. man. I, I go to New York a lot for work. And when I go there, I can see stuff readily available on the shelves. Mm -hmm. But for example, um, Blanton's $130 sitting on the shelf for a $60. Yeah. 50. It's 55. I think 62 after tax or something yeah. like that. But really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you have never owned a bottle of Blanton's, I could see you maybe going and paying that. And if you live in New York and you just don't know any better because that's your price. Yeah. You're going to pay it. Right. But it's just crazy. Like, I mean, that's the one thing. Yeah. You can't find Blanton's in Ohio. Mm -hmm. It's next to impossible. And when yeah. it's there, it's gone within minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's only because it takes 20 minutes for them to check out six people who, you know, yeah, who got, got a bottle from, yeah. Yeah, out of the, out of the case. But it, it's still like, I'd rather it be less available in 61 or $62 than, mm. than have to pay $130. Yeah. And you know who I blame for all this stuff with the Blanton's? Probably Obama. No, right? that damn oh. John Wick. Oh, John Wick, yeah. Oh, it was in it was in the movie for sure. Yeah, it's sitting there. I thought you were gonna make a, a thanks, thanks Obama, Obama joke. joke. No. Thanks, thanks, John Wick. Thanks, John Wick. Yeah. Now John Wick three. I haven't seen that one yet. Have you? No, I have not, but I did see where John Wick four and They're the next Matrix movie are gonna be released on the same day. Nuh uh. Yeah. Is he in the next Matrix movie? Yeah. And he's going to be in the next John Wick. I'm yeah. assuming he didn't die at the end of three if they're making a four, but unless, yes, I, I guess unless it's the revenge for John Wick or something <laughs> like that. Who knows? All right. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Here so we what do we got? I haven't had this yet, by the way. I opened this bottle to pour. Oh. To, to bring well, thank here. you. I appreciate that. So I, I wanted to have something special for you for coming out here to uh, beautiful, sunny Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. I like that. Now that, that actually reminds me more of a maker's, but it is weeded. So it's going to do that. But yeah. I, I definitely taste like a, maybe a vanilla or a caramel or something. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Like on the back of the tongue. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's got a nice finish too. Hmm. Glad we did that second. Yeah. A little peppery. Yeah. On the front. There. Yeah. Not Matt, not much, but just, yeah. just enough. So what it says on here says the nose reminded this guy of plums and tangerines hmm. uh cookie spices and mint so maybe that's the maybe that's the cooking spices or mint that okay. you're getting maybe not the meth not the meth yeah. no no we want to keep our teeth so um yeah all right it said the scent is quite the opposite of what he was expecting from a weeded bourbon and um he thought it was a dry whiskey but very pleasant um soft like a weeded bourbon should be but dry so I could see that. Yeah. And it does say actually flavor has vanilla and cedar. And I could, I definitely got the vanilla cause I, I thought, I felt like that was pretty heavy. Yeah. That's um, a prominent yeah. uh, flavor profile there for sure. And then it says with spiciness coming up on the back end, the finish follows from there running moderately spicy and dry. So I, I mean, I think I get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I'm as suggestible for flavors, but I, again, my palate's not, it's still growing. If, yeah. For me, like I, I can get those big notes, which, you know, who doesn't, like you said, vanilla, we tasted that right off the rip, but yeah. 
talking about like the tangerine or whatever yeah, like citrus yeah citrus zest <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's something i'm not going to get unless to, you tell me it's you, there you, you tell me but but it's kind of like the power of suggestion like am i yeah. thinking that now because you just read that in the profile yeah. or did i actually taste it well i i listen to this show called the bourbon road and they try to say that you can't if someone tells you oh i taste charcoal and it's not there you're not going to taste it uh-huh. but i don't know that that's true either i I don't know that I am that suggestible, but I think I would have to drink it a few more times before I could get that deep into it. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I was hit by some vanilla. Yeah. That's the one I, and I was happy that I caught that. <laughs> That's how my palate is. I was happy I caught vanilla and it wasn't just straight up ethanol and yeah. a visceral reaction. That's what I was happy about. Yeah. Now, so. there used to be this um, company called Flaviar. Oh, yeah. They're still around. But we can't get it in Ohio. No, you can't get it in Ohio. Did you ever um, subscribe to them? I subscribed and then realized that I wasn't able to get anything, okay. so I didn't, I didn't get anything. So if you've never used it before, it's a subscription service, kind of like, you know, man, whether they had the man, the man, man boxes, boxes and all that or, stuff yeah. like that. But this one's uh, specifically for alcohol. And I guess Melissa and I must have got on it early because we were part of it for about a good two years before some law changed about a year ago in Ohio. And you couldn't receive it. And anymore. I couldn't receive anymore. Yeah. But the cool thing about it is um, you could pick whatever samples you wanted or you could just do their like uh, random the, box. The, the random box yeah. that they had and they would give you, you know, a, probably about a sample. What's that about four, four ounces? That's or a so? two ounce. Two ounce. Okay. Yeah, I think so. You get about uh, three two ounce servings and it was cool because it would give you this little card. Yeah. And it would tell you the name of it. So you could kind of like make a game out of it, which me and Melissa used to do is, is we would both pour some out and then we'd, we'd taste it and we'd kind of write down what we thought it was and then you flip over the card and it tells you the profile. But the cool thing about it, it was uh, written in a spiral. So it yeah, would kind of indicate like that, yeah. where like at what point in the sip you were tasting these different things. Okay. So that was really cool. So like an, uh, a spiral that kind of went outward like yeah. that kind of thing? Okay, gotcha. So like for this one, the vanilla yeah. would be in, in the very middle and then uh, coming out from that next loop, maybe caramel and yeah. like the pepper at the very gotcha. end. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I saw Flaviar stuff all the time, or Flaviar, or whatever, uh, however you say it. Um, and I signed up for it. I got a, approved, because at first it was by, like, they had to approve you. Yes, yeah, a membership, it, yeah. It was almost like the, when Pinterest first started type of thing. <laughs> or, uh, what you call it, Gmail was like that back yeah, in the day. Yeah, an invite. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, I saw it on, like, Instagram or, or Twitter or facebook or something mm-hmm. some of the sock meds somewhere. one of them and yeah. i clicked on it i was like oh that's interesting you know maybe like because i was thinking trina at that point was in Birchbox, which is a female version where they just send you stuff each you don't really get to curate it they just send you, you a can, box of stuff yeah but i think each month they give you a couple choices and then and then the rest of it's kind of just random okay of what they have in samples probably mm-hmm. but it's all sample styles uh, sample size stuff mm-hmm. Um, my wife does that with makeup stuff. Yeah. And that's, See, and that's it seems to go quite a long too. way. Yeah. But it was lotion, makeup, you know, like chick stuff. Yeah. Masks, yeah. things like that. Um, sometimes there'd be some like eyeliner or something. Maybe we should make one for guys like that. There are a couple out there. I mean, but like, like shit that guys really need, but are scared to use, you know, like, <laughs> like a ball brush or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some nose hair clippers. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, man. I'm 44 years old and stuff is starting to show up on me that I, where the hell is that hair coming from? It's crazy. Yeah. You you hit that. I just turned 46 and like, like I think right around, 
maybe 42, 43 is like when I started noticing like my ear hairs were starting to yes. grow. My nose hairs were becoming much more prominent. So you know? Trina, so my wife is very, very um, into the grooming and into that stuff. Like she looks great mm-hmm. and she takes good care of herself. If I weren't with her, I would have freaking three inch ear <laughs> <No>. hairs coming <laughs> out. And like now I've become aware of it and I see it and I'm like, oh, that's kind of gross. Yeah. But like, I don't, I could go a week and not notice it and uh-huh. then I'll be looking and I'm like, oh shit, you know, like driving in the, in the car and the sun's just hitting you right and you look in the mirror <laughs> and you're like, oh God. Hair. <laughs> yeah, it's like party favors, you know, they're like coming right out at you and it's, it's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's funny because I was a pretty, minus like chest hair and leg hair and ar- regular arm hair, I mm. was a pretty hairless guy, Yeah, you know, like once you got to the sleeves of my t-shirts. That was it nothing until the chest hair and then for me that was the blessing of the jamaican and japanese genes is that neither are hairy people yeah but except like you see like the sumo guys in their little uh outfits they never really have hair hair, yeah Yeah. so just aside from the normal nose and ear hairs yeah yeah. that's about it it's true i never even thought about that but uh, like since my been retired for a little over a year like i'm having a bitch of a time growing facial hair because i've shaved my face for a quarter of a century yeah so it's used to being like bare like it is now so like i i I, I, like now you don't have to shave it every day now i don't have to shave it every day but like i just feel dirty (laughs) because i've been like this for so long like if i were to try and grow like what you have i'd be like oh i feel like a well like a hobo to be the funniest thing is is i have everyone thinks that i'm balding i shave my head bald so i had psoriasis years back Uh and i would get it on my head Mm. and i couldn't get to it with my medicine so i just started shaving my head Mm -hmm. like like when you were in high school or college no it was college it was probably when brylan was born so it's been about 15 16 years okay and shout out Brylan. Shout man, out Brylan. The, the man show boy. The man show boy. <laughs> so he uh, was born. That's a graduate, right? Yeah. Well, he's 16. Yeah. Well, he's he's a, going into his uh, junior year next year. He's okay. a sophomore now. So just, just starting to drive. Huh? Yeah. Well. When's his birthday? June. Okay. He's a late 16. Okay. Now my daughter, her birthday's tomorrow. So. So she's middle of the year. For, yeah. Yeah. So what is she turning? She, uh, she'll be turning 16 too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So is she a sophomore? Yep. So they're the same age, yeah. basically, grade-wise. I could have... He could be a freshman if I had done that, but yeah. yeah. So you ever seen parents that do that? Yeah, tons of them. Yeah. I, thought, I, I the, didn't know the, that was the, a thing. The summer birthdays are that like that uh, hurdle. You could go either... Or whatever, that yeah. fence. Up or you could down, go either yeah. way, yeah. And no, we, but just, I, we but wanted I've, them out of the freaking house. <laughs> but I've heard parents say, like, yeah, we're just going to hold little Johnny back so that way he'll be bigger in sports. Honestly, if, if we would have done that to Brylin in hindsight, he would have made all the sports teams. Yeah. He's a good athlete, but he was so short. He just now caught up to me in height and he's a mm-hmm. sophomore. Yeah. But like there were kids that were 5'10 in seventh grade. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. You're not going to grow anymore, but you're already 5'10. What the hell? Yeah. You know? And then they haven't grown anymore. Mm-hmm. They're still 5'10. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But um, what was I talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I totally cut you off. No, you're what fine. What were you talking about? That's, how, that's what I like talking about. You just... <laughs> When you're we're like rabbit you, holes. Yeah, we just go everywhere. But we were talking about something. Um, it wasn't driving. It wasn't Brylin originally. Curing, um, curing cancer, hair, I think. Hair, yes. There was ha- oh, my head. Yes. Bald, so, yeah. Into, uh, purposely bald. Yes. So I, I started shaving my head. And the funny thing is, is I have this crazy hairline that looks like my hairline's receding. But if you look at my pictures when I was 18, uh-huh. I had the whole Tom Cruise, like wet spiked kind of look. Okay. I have the same hairline that I have now. But... I tried to grow it out a couple of years ago. It's super gray. 
Like it okay. is like almost like silverback gorilla gray. <laughs> so let's see. Um, yeah, mid, yeah. Early in my career, like I, like Air Force has always been known for like the, the, the quote chair force. You know, yeah. we're a little bit relaxed. We're more corporate <laughs> chair force. Yeah. Like than that. we are like tactical. Sure. Yeah. You know, we're the only branch. You see, you see the zingers, but because you're not part of it, you can't yeah. add one, but you see them. Except on, for the Coast Guard. They're like lifeguards. <laughs> the Coast Guard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, shout out. Life, life. That's fine. Shout out Coast Guards. No, those guys actually get more trigger time shooting at real bad guys I, than any of us combined. Because they're shooting like a drug dealers. Well, they're the ones protecting like our borders yeah. almost. You like know, they're, in they're, in the, they're in the Gulf, like like literally shoot at drug dealers on a yeah, daily basis. The speed like, boats or cigarette yeah. boats or whatever they're called. C- yeah. What are they called? C- yes, yeah, c- cigar boats. Cigar boats. I was in the right. Yeah. It was tobacco. Tobacco boats. <laughs> uh, but um, so in the military, you know, respectively, the Air Force were a little bit more relaxed. So like uh, there was a one point in my career where I was working for the Navy and I never wore a uniform to or from work, so I didn't have to wear a hat. So my hair was relatively long, but I would just use like that Aussie gel, which is like cement and just like pack it all down, slick it back hair, you know, blow dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like Pat Riley. And then, uh, just, we just aged ourselves. Just for any of our young <laughs> listeners, that is a former NBA coach who, who slicked was, his hair back. Yeah, who, yeah, led two teams to the promised land, the Lakers yeah. and the heat, the Lakers and the heat. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Go ahead. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, we just pack it all down and um, you know, did my thing. And then I had to cut it when I went on that deployment to Saudi Arabia because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to find a place that's going to be able to cut my hair and me still look like. Do they not have like an on-base barbershop or anything? The way I understood is they just pretty much have everything on base that you can. Yeah, the, uh, the mili- most military installations are like small cities. Yeah. You know, like we have a mayor, we have a bank, we have a fire department, we have a police department, we have a grocery store. You really store. have a mayor? And we base commander, wing commander. Is it kind of like a uh, class president in high school or something like that kind of thing? It, it, for the most part. So is it like one of the actual people that's part of the, that's deployed there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like you have everything there, you know, restaurants, uh, movies, uh, things like that. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, food, uh, recreation, all that stuff. So what were your movie releases like? Were they on par with what was in the theaters back home or <laughs> were they like see. stuff that was out on DVD? When I was in Cuba, it was probably, we were getting... Uh, first run movies but they were like a month late oh well still that's pretty awesome yeah and when i was in saudi arabia um probably about the same but then my last deployment right before i retired i was in qatar and we were getting stuff maybe like a week or two later because it's all digital yeah you know so well, it's a lot easier to and, get it over there and i'm sure in the military you're not getting a lot of spoilers right so you're no. you're you're well, seeing them fresh oh, oh, oh absolutely yeah yeah relatively fr- yeah because uh one of the damn uh, Marvel movies came out while I was over there and they made it a point to try and get it to us as fast as possible, so which I thought was anything. amazing. So we yeah. didn't hear anything about like it. Like actual Marvel, like uh, Avengers? Or yeah, one like of the Avengers Iron movies. Or? Yeah, I don't I don't remember. It might have been the first Avengers movie, actually. Yeah, cool. And just, I think they told us like on Wednesday that it was going to be there Friday. Everybody lost their shit. Really? You know, so it was really cool. That is cool. You know, to be able to get to experience something like that, like almost in real time. I <sighs> I love that they do what they can to get you guys like a touch of home. Yeah. It seems like from everything I've ever heard and stories that I've heard, and I haven't heard a lot, obviously, and I wasn't there. So I, but it, it always sounds like they're doing what they can to, mm-hmm. to make it like a touch of home as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, pretty much no matter where you're at when you're deployed, uh, I mean, the level of suck is relative. Like, sure. you know, in Cuba, like I was living on a beach in a tent that had air conditioning and I got to see the sun set every night. So was it really that bad? Right. You know, you probably have some amazing visual memories. Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, going out fishing with my buddies after we were done taking care of patients. Yeah. You know, fast forward to Saudi Arabia or Saudi Arabia. It was hot as balls, you know, and there wasn't a lot to do because we were confined to the base because it was still kind of hot. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, we still had movies. Sure. Um, I think they had just kind of eased it up so that way we could wear civilian clothes like when we weren't at work. Yeah. Um, you know, hot meals any time of the day. Uh, the big thing at that point, because this was in, uh, actually I was there for Y2K. So the big thing there was actually being able to call, you know, get on a phone and like be able to talk to my, my wife, you know, which was a, a big deal because before when I was in Cuba, I think I could make one call a week. Oh, wow. And like pretty much when I was, you know, fast forward about uh, six or seven years, I was able to make calls like whenever I could get to the phone. the phone bank. Yeah. And then so fast forward to what, 2015 when I got deployed to Qatar. Uh, like I said, the Avengers movie, you know, dropped on us like I think the week it got released. I had Wi-Fi everywhere. That's cool. You know, I, granted, I was a lot higher in rank, so I had my own room. Sure. You know, and there was a dining facility that was right, you know, within walking distance. Um, I was able to actually go off base quite a bit and experience, you know, some of Qatar because, you know, seeing all the construction as they're getting ready for the World Cup that's coming up. Yeah. Um, got to see a, a MotoGP race <laughs> while I was there. Uh, probably ate some of the best food in my life out there because it's if someone blindfolded you and dropped you in the middle of Doha, like you wouldn't know that you're in the Middle East because it's like it's so Western. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of uh, Dutch, uh, Canadians, and Germans there, like engineering and stuff yeah. like that. But um, yeah, and, and the love. I mean, yeah, it was a great opportunity, but you know, you still deployed and you're still away from your family, you know, I'm still working crazy right. hours. So that's the suck. So that's the suck. But, it, yeah. but again, the suck is relative. I wasn't getting shot at, sure. you know, like, a, you know, I got to see movies had Wi-Fi in my room. So, you know, compared to other places in times where I've been, where like, you know, I might not got a shower like in weeks, Yeah. you know, eating. So it's like a dangerous guy strip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and then even, I just totally yeah. <laughs> dated us. <laughs> well, not even dated, but just I just undid all the value you guys <laughs> provide by making it a, a dangerous guy's trip, like you're going whitewater rafting. <laughs> but, but like you know, on the really like shitty shit shit side, you know, there were times where I was eating uh, MREs for yeah. like you know weeks on end, going out, you know, doing you know walking, and you know maybe not even know if if I. If I'm gonna get shot at today, yeah, you know things like that. But but even when I had those types of experience, it wasn't as bad as another group of guys who were like kicking down doors, sure, you know, and calling in you know fighter jets over them, you right. know, to drop bombs like hundreds of feet away from them. So yeah. like I said, the the level of suck, sure, sure, is and, and I'm sure those guys that I was concerned about and praying for, they were probably thinking about another group of guys that had, that had even than shittier them. than yeah. them. So you know, it's just like this continuum of like you know, it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. My cousin was in the Gulf war. Um, the first one and he was a Marine and he was part of the group that would be ahead of everyone uh -huh. doing the recon, basically finding the landmines. Yeah. So he was in this like machine, this, uh, I think it was like a, like a, heavy I, artillery type or not artillery but heavy heavy whatever yeah can, but it had that that thing that mount on the front and on the front that yeah so that, that detonates, detonates the mines the mines yeah. now, now mind you you're in the vehicle that's attached to this apparatus right that detonates, that detonates the, mines. the mines right and that's what he was a part of he was part of the group that did that i don't know if he was sitting in the in them or i i can't imagine because the way the, the a lot of those work is they send something up and then it explodes yeah there's, there's different out, right? yeah there's different, different types, ways they can but, do it yeah 
So I, I would assume you're not walking behind the truck. Oh, oh no. You, you'd be in a truck or in something that's protecting mm-hmm. you somehow that's probably got some armor plating. Yeah. But still, he's out on the front lines. If someone's shooting at him yeah. while they're pushing away all these mines or yeah. activating these mines, I, I just, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But, but, the, but, but, he, but meanwhile, your cousin's probably like, well, there's some guy out there with a metal detector and a stick, <laughs> right? You know that, that came out this that came before him. Yeah, you know, so sure. yeah, yeah. I, I think collectively, all of us, you know, when you when you take a step back and like, oh shit, they didn't have they didn't have uh, cheeseburgers today. Oh, this sucks. But you know, when you actually take a step back and be yeah. like, you know what? We have food. We have hot food. Right. We have a shelter. Yeah. You know, and, and when when you step back and and, well, and be realistic take a step about back it, even further to people living in the u.s who are complaining of that oh i don't have cell phone service here like yeah come on i mean <laughs> and i feel like as a society that's where we're at i mean yeah. we don't appreciate and you see all the current events that are happening now you don't appreciate the stuff that's going on yeah. it's, you know people are not understanding like 20 years ago stuff wouldn't be getting said that's being said today no, absolutely not yeah it's just absolutely crazy right now people are so worried about their party line that they're just saying whatever it is that's just spouting off of what know. the other party is just because they don't just because yeah yeah and it's frustrating and, and you know you, uh, you bringing that up it, like this is the first time in my life where because like i said my parents were in the military so i've you know i realistically i've been in the military 46 years because yeah. i was born into it right and you were living on base living on base yeah. and even as a kid like during the gulf war and during the stuff that was going on in uh, libya you know i was living through that and watching my parents have to you know respond left or right in order to facilitate you know the national defense yeah like this is the first time that there's been some sort of uh war type act that i've not been affiliated with the military so it's a little weird for me because now i'm like you're, not a, you're seeing it as a i, I guess you're are you technically a, a civilian now yeah i'm i'm, I'm like as, as a i'm also i'm a spectator at this and i'm yeah. sort of looking at it and i'm like man this is not weird or anything it's just different isn't it i've never you've probably got your opinions rooted in your years of service i'm yeah. sure and knowing what happens behind the scenes that a lot of us casual civilians yeah. don't know so i'm sure you're probably yeah there's still things i like completely with the com- press conference that took place this week i was there's certain things i'd heard and didn't hear and i was like okay it could kind of give me an understanding of like where things are because you know i'm not i'm not in the know i'm not in the, yeah, I'm not not in the loop anymore so i'm not getting that real-time intel but yeah. listening to things and i'm like okay all right cool that's if if i would have heard these words or these phrases then that would have been oh shit oh yeah a lot more a lot more scary for yeah. for my friends that are still serving right and you know being able to just you know simply communicate with them letting that lets me know that they're in safe places yeah so and if you're hearing music in the background that's we are sitting in the in the what, loft in the loft at endeavor defense and fitness yeah. here in hilliard ohio which is a crossfit gym they also do it's not just a crossfit well gym. they they do endeavor defense and, and fitness. fitness yes so the fitness is crossfit the defense is brazilian jiu-jitsu and krav maga yeah. or we call it hybrid defense because it's our own thing now oh. um but uh, we also have a an olympic weightlifting uh, yes, a, a very project uh, lift right next very to legit well. uh lifting uh program here. yeah they're pretty big pretty big deal so what do we have here? What's uh, what do you think we should do next? What do you got? What do you have over in the bottle there? So uh, let's do yeah, let's do the bottle since we're sticking with the bourbon theme. So oh. I, I figured oh. I couldn't come empty-handed. This yet? I've oh, good, good. Oh, you have? Yeah, awesome. That All makes right. it okay. So this bottle's yours then. You oh, keep no, 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 it. No, 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 no. Seriously, no. I because I probably shouldn't drive home with an with an open container. That's fair. <laughs> but you could put it in your trunk. <laughs> but um, okay, no, that no, good. I'm happy now because so my normal haunt when I go get alcohol is uh, Manor Wine in Dayton, Ohio. Well, Beaver Creek, Ohio. Okay. 
uh, that was my, my last assignment. I just decided to stay there until my daughter graduates from high school. And then we'll, my wife and I will figure out where we're going to go. But <laughs> these guys, they're kind of like my, my alcohol Sherpas, you know, alcohol uh, you know, cause I, I like that. I go in there, you know, every Thursday asking the stupid question, if they have any blends and yeah. they always say no. I was like, okay, well, what else you got? And is that uh, their release day is Thursday Thursdays. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so Alan, my dude, He's like, well, you should try this out. You know, this is the only the second time we got it, but the first time we got it, it sold out real quick. I heard lots of good things about it. He's like, I, I've tasted it. He's like, I like it. And like I said, he's never steered me wrong on anything. So what we have in front of us is a bottle of Boone County small batch bourbon, straight bourbon whiskey. And they're the ones that say made by ghosts, right? So that's a, that's the, uh, yeah, made by ghosts. That's their big thing. So is this, uh, okay, we've got 45.4% alcohol, which is what I'm looking up on here is, um, yeah, I think I've got the right one up. So is this a five year release? Is that what this is? I'm not sure. It says barrels between five and 14 years is what it says. Okay. okay gotcha. Cool. So. William Snyder arrived in Petersburg, Kentucky. All right, I'll, I'll let you do the honors here. I'll let okay. you uh, crack it open. This is awesome. Thank you. So, you know, we bottled this to honor our history, the Snyder boys, and the hardworking Petersburg locals. We honor their industriousness and determination with each bottle of our small batch straight bourbon whiskey. All right. It's got a little dust on the bottle, too. I like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it says that in the gift shop at the actual distillery, it's $48. So that's uh, what you would expect to pay, apparently, probably in... Uh, uh, Pre-here retail. in Ohio. Yeah, yeah retail. And so and this is from the... Let's see. They're also now a card-carrying member of the Northern Kentucky's Beeline. Um so that's like the regional version of the, the bourbon trail basically is what that is okay. up in the Louisville area from what I understand. Well, thank you. Dash of rye and a pinch of cinnamon. I'm, mm, I'm pretty excited cinnamon. here. Yeah, I like cinnamon. Yeah, I do as well. 90.8 proof. Does that sound right? 45.4, is that yeah. what it said? Okay, cool. So yeah, that's what this one is. Cool. All right. Pretty excited. Good, good. I'm glad. No, that's awesome. Mm. All right. It smells nice. I like it. Boone County yeah. Distilling Company. Kind of smells a little sweet. So that's Boone County, Kentucky. They don't have an actual address on here, yeah. but that's cool. There is a Boone County, West Virginia. And their website's actually madebyghost.com. <laughs> nice. That's cool. I like that. So, uh, you know what? Uh, someone was talking to me about this the other day, and um, they were just talking about bourbon in general. And, and they're like, how do you know, like, at the end of the day, like, what draws you to the bourbon? And for me, have you seen the, um, I'm about to sneeze. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the, the, the neat, um, documentary on Hulu? I believe so. It's outstanding. I've watched like all the Steve Zahn is, is the one who from, uh, that thing you do. Yeah, I know. And yeah. so he's in it. So if okay, you then I haven't and seen that kind of like then. the comedy relief in it, it's, okay. it's pretty funny. So it's a really good little documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of picked up steam. It's on Hulu. It's, it's, I really enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. one of the things I, that I really appreciated about that is it talked about bourbon as a culture. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, at the end of a day, as you know, I work a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. I work for a company out of Minnesota. Um, even though I live in Ohio. Yeah. Same and, here. I work for a company <laughs> in Virginia, even though I lived here in Ohio. As yeah. Well. Uh, telecommuting. That's what, yes. you know, it's awesome. Now I travel a lot for that job, but I also own a CrossFit gym mm-hmm. and well, that endeavor defense and fitness and, uh, and a 
in a, in a uh, garment printing business. Yes, Unicorn Nation Apparel, which happens to also be the sponsor of our uh, of our show. Yes. Magical, magical uh, and, and they've also, apparel for magical people. And they've also done a lot of work for one of the nonprofits I work for, the USA Functional Fitness. Cool. Which, yeah. Speaking of which, you've got a couple of polos behind yeah. you there that you need well, to That's for out. the actual international, right, so international, international Functional yeah. Fitness, which is the uh, parent body. So. so that's cool. Um, but I, that was a big segue for at the end of the day bourbon to me is a reason to slow down so like every day i'm going i'm going i'm going mm. you know i try to get a work in workout in at the end of the day i mm. you know i'm working my nine to five i do some stuff for the gym i do some stuff for the apparel company and i'm now obviously like picking you, up a freaking podcast yeah <laughs> this is like your me time right so so bourbon's like that time you know before bourbon it i you know, it might be a beer, mm-hmm. and beer doesn't say drink me slow. It doesn't say drink me fast either. Be- beer says drink me before I get warm. Yeah. Yeah. And and with 12 ounces or possibly more, that's a, you know, you've got a time limit. That can be a challenge, you know. Um, you have a small bladder. Yeah, right. <laughs> bourbon to me is is just that slow down at the end of the day thing. Huh. And it's, it's okay, recenter, reset, yeah. relax, spend some time with my wife, spend some time maybe watching a TV show, just... Mm-hmm. Talking to my wife, she's a teacher, talking about her day, what mm-hmm. she did that day teaching, you know, just kind of the catch-up time. Mm. And so for me, that's what bourbon is. And when I see stuff like Made by Ghosts, and that's where this came from, yeah, <laughs> back to Made by Ghosts, like that history and that, uh, that culture mm-hmm. that is bourbon and, you know, being able to read that book, Bourbon Justice, it's yeah. just, for me, it's just a crazy, easy way to just kind of take a step back Mm -hmm. and and just think and look at things and it it, it's almost like probably what uh meditation is for other people okay at the end of a day or maybe just doing yoga at the end of a day or something like that so i'd much rather have some bourbon than try and get that that runner's high bullshit that people talk about i get that (laughs) i get it because i do crossfit and i i get that high you get zoned out yeah but at this at the same time to me that's still a part of the rush 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 part of the day Mm -hmm. so the relaxing part of the day you know even after the endorphin rush from crossfit or whatever we're doing that day going home and just saying okay this is the end of the day it's Mm -hmm. time to relax it's time to recenter i think you know with that kind of methodology and thought process that's also like a a physical trigger for you to be like okay you know like fred pulling the horn at the end of the day uh yeah flintstones for those of you that don't know i knew what you meant there but uh, yeah Yeah, i I can see how you know because a lot of people will talk about habits based off mechanical action sure you know i think maybe by lifting that that glass it's like okay time to start dialing down yeah for sure this is actually pretty good I, i think i do taste i wouldn't have said cinnamon had i not read it but i do definitely taste that uh spice that cinnamon you know the spiciness to it if if that's the right word this is really like... I do taste oak, though. I get oak and then a little bit of some spiciness. Yeah, this is... The, the word clean comes to mind. Yeah, I can see that. It's it's not a heavy feel on the tongue. Yeah. You ever had tin it's can? Like thin. I don't think so. Yeah, you try that. Oh, tin cup, you mean? Or tin cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love tin cup. That clean taste. That That's the first thing that came to my mind when I had that tin cup. It, yep. it just tasted very clean. I love tin cup. Yeah. So tin cup, it's funny because I used that used to be my mixer until you introduced me to Benchmark. Really? Yeah, you, tin cup was my... I, you could buy it in a big yeah. uh, handle. Big gallon, but, was, yeah. but theirs is like a weird shape. It's yeah. like a pentagon or something. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, I, I loved it. I, I, I haven't bought 
10 cup in a while yeah. but it's readily available everywhere i go in ohio anyway yeah yeah kroger um so i i do like 10 cup i haven't had it in forever i should probably go buy a bottle of it yeah um which is which is funny that you bring that up that's i would say that that's similar yeah the feeling on the tongue mm-hmm. yeah We have come to a nice point in the episode to take a quick break and mention our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Check them out at www.unicornnationapparel.com. They make a lot of custom shirts for small groups, parties, teams, or whoever needs shirts. They can do screen printing and vinyl pressing for athletic wear or outerwear. Check them out today. So I read a, an interesting article. Um, it was yesterday, actually, and it was talking about, you know, there's that misconception, I feel like, and at least it was with me anyway. I don't know if everyone else is this way, but it was, does liquor go bad? Oh. And I, it I was think, saying uh, that it can. Um, it depends on what it is, though, right? No, it was basically talking as though... Um, well, and maybe, like maybe vodka doesn't, maybe moonshine doesn't. And I think rum is in that maybe same. Uh, well, rum doesn't age past us like a, a certain like it hits a wall and then that's it. It's yeah. not going to get any. The profile isn't going to change anymore. So the big thing they were saying is once you open it, that's so it. It's not Full. it, but like you're now on the clock. Okay, you know, a few months basically, and w- if you get it down to the last third, yeah, you better finish it. Really, because all the air. Well, oxi- oxidation, but also um, a lot of other things like having it sitting out. If it's not in a nice, cool, cool, uh, dry dark place, place yeah. Then, um, and I don't know about dryness because it's corked, but but at least cool and dark because mm-hmm. light can change it. Yeah, I, ha- I have um, read that. Oxidation, so letting air into the bottle. So the more that air is in the bottle, and if it's mostly air and not not a lot of alcohol, anymore, yeah, uh, that'll change it. It's not going to make you sick by any means, but it can definitely change the flavor. attack the profile. Yeah. Okay. So what I've noticed though is I'll open a bourbon, and I may not like it originally and then i'll take i'll test it again a, a week later and, mm-hmm. and love it let it breathe a little bit yeah like a little oxidation i think's decent mm-hmm. but then too much is what this was talking about this was a bustle article so i don't know how scientific it was it was done by the people at bacardi mm-hmm. the the uh, research that bustle just published it mm-hmm. um but they were basically just talking about you know that having it sit in a wine barrel or a or an oak barrel for bourbon um it can sit there and age and nothing happens to it. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt anything. But then once they bottle it and then it is removed from that barrel and it gets oxidation and stuff, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I, I would think that it has maybe something to do with the fact that it's, if it's in a barrel, it's dark and obviously no, no, no new oxygen is going to be introduced into it. So yeah. therefore no, no see, new I exterior forces. I find it hard forces. to believe that no oxygen is getting to it. If it's got an angel share, which means it's evaporating, it's going somewhere. But it's not like air from sure it's not outside just, yeah but i feel like it's got to be getting air if something's if something is able to evaporate mm-hmm. it's not just staying in the barrel i can't imagine if you go to the rick houses in the tours yeah, you see sm- well, the seeping of, yeah. the, of the bourbon well on that the and, and you get the smell too yeah so yeah. it's getting out 
So I can't, I, I just don't get like, now this could just be Bacardi saying, hey, you need to buy and drink quicker. Buy and drink faster, yeah. <laughs> that may be all it is. It may not, there may not be any real science to this. It doesn't talk about whether or not this is peer reviewed or mm -hmm. anything like that. I can imagine UV radiation changing some things. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Um, but, but I just wonder how true that is because I just opened up a bottle of small batch E.H. Taylor in July, had one pour out of it between three of my friends. Mm -hmm. Put it away. Just opened it up this week. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see. Yeah, <clears throat> you'll see that I had a pour of it. I think two or three days ago it was outstanding. Mm -hmm. Didn't taste any different to me. It tasted yeah. great. In fact, I wouldn't know if it tasted any different, but it tasted good. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any like, oh my gosh. So, it, it, I don't know if it's different for Scotch. Yeah, I don't know either. Because uh, I know I have plenty of uh like single malt scotches that i've i do too that i've slowly drank and i've got some that have been open for years yeah. that i haven't gone back to i should i should test it out yeah i have taste. some i have like so I, I had a johnny walker blue problem for a while where um what's the problem well the problem is i i kept buying bottles of it yeah because i kept finding killer deals oh, okay. and i was like i can you know if i find if i find a bottle of blue under 200 bucks i'm probably taking it home yeah i mean that's at some point, it's an investment to some degree. Yeah, because what can you sell that for on the secondary market? I, I sometimes I'll see it for retail like two sixty. Yeah, uh, so not not a huge return. But yeah, but like stuff like that, I'm to. I'm not buying I'm not buying it to sell it. Right, you know, I'm, I'm a consumer. I'm the same way. Yeah, I've had you. If you've listened and you said you've listened to a couple, yeah. I'm, and you I'm talked not a about flipper. that. Yeah, I yeah, you, talk, you talked about flipping. waiting in line for people yeah, and, and knowing they're full on going to flip bottles. Right, yeah. they're just going to turn around and sell it for four hundred or three hundred, whatever. I buy it to drink it, and that's what pisses me off. And, and me and Brody had this discussion. I think the only time I would flip a bottle is like if I won that lottery, the pappy, or yeah, something and I got like the pappy. That. That's twenty five hundred dollars sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, no. Oh, but there's the that I don't know which some one of the antique ones and it's like sells a retail or it uh secondary market goes for like 14 grand. Oh wow. Like yeah. no, nah, that's I'm okay. sorry, that's gone. I'm getting rid of that. But you didn't have to wait in line. No. You won a lottery. And I didn't not, I didn't take it away from anybody else. Right. You yeah. won it fair and square. I mean, you kind of did by entering the lottery knowing that you might turn around and sell it, take it away from someone else, but if you would have won antique collection Saz, you mm -hmm. probably would have bought it and drank it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, I'm not. If any, if they so, call it a lottery for so, a reason, something's fifteen grand. I'm getting rid of that bottle. But if I something's, hear you. if I, could, I hear if you. I could flip it for two grand, but you're also not going to wait two hours in a line to get it. No, either. that's correct. It's just not going to even be available that way. Yeah, but if it's something I can flip for two grand, I'm probably bringing it in the show and we're drinking it. Yeah, you know. No, I hear you on that one. That's that's. I'd have to be faced with that uh, that that problem with that problem yeah. to know what I'd truly do. But I. I'd probably do what you just said. If it's a fourteen thousand dollars secondary, I'd probably sell it. Yeah. If it's not, then I'd probably just. But drink it's it. straight cash, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Under the table, no trail. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Sugar's I've not getting never, any of that juice. Ever in yeah. my life, ever done anything like that? Yeah. But <laughs> I would think about doing it in that situation. Yeah. There'd be a suitcase and uh, and some sunglasses There's a lot of involved grids in the room right now. <laughs> yeah, we could use my uh, podcast uh, case. There you go. So. Which is pretty. No, funny, I want a straight up gym bag, old school. Well, you know, I, I know, but if you know me and you don't know this about me yet, if I get into anything, I jump in freaking head, head first. first. And yeah. It might be a two inch thing of water, and I break my neck, but I jump in. Head yeah, first. and I certainly noticed that. So for for those that you of you that aren't in the podcast space, or <laughs> obviously none of you know who I am, but I'm a part of two other podcasts. Yeah, let's talk uh, about that. So the first one I've been with the longest, uh, going on six years here, is the Passionate DJ Podcast. It's a 
it's a show for DJs, which is one of my side hustles and my passions. I've been with them for quite a while. And uh, with them, we have like a full on studio. Uh, my buddy who leads it up, uh, we converted his garage into a production studio slash YouTube studio. Oh, wow. Slash we've done uh, live DJ sets out of his garage and all that stuff. So it's like, it's full on like production value. And what's, what do you have like from a following standpoint? Uh, with that one, we're probably up to, I'd say, uh, since I've been on, if we, if we, I think running the numbers, we're probably close to like 400,000 downloads. Wow. And how many episodes? Uh, 190. Nice. Yeah. And I think we average probably like right off. I, I'd say we have like in our Facebook community group, we have about uh, 1200 members and wow. that's just our, that's just our community group. That's sure. not including our regular, uh, Facebook page, but we have listeners from all over the world. Um, oddly enough, you would think, you know, if we're a podcast in Ohio, most of our listeners would be in Ohio, but our largest concentration is Los Angeles. Interesting. Well, that's by, where a lot of music. Well, yeah. A lot happens. of music yeah. and, and density the New York, Chicago, New York, uh, sorry, LA, New York, Chicago, and then Dayton is like, what about Miami? Of the top five. Yeah. That, Miami. Yeah. So I see. And, and what you just said, I would think in my head are probably the biggest scenes of DJs. DJing. Yeah in the country mm -hmm. because a lot of those cities host a lot of like the festivals bars. Yeah. festivals but also the bars they they um i think brag up or or basically promote that whole dj scene mm -hmm. that's a huge that dj culture yeah. you can be you can make a living as a dj in any one of those cities yeah absolutely i mean not that you couldn't hear but you definitely can there yeah, the, the the amount of hustle you would have to execute in those cities versus like sure you know Wilmington, but I, Ohio. But see, I feel like those are almost like when you go to Nashville and Nashville is, yeah. there's live music everywhere. everywhere. I feel like New York and Miami and LA and, and Chicago, there's DJs everywhere mm -hmm. too. Absolutely. So I feel like that's something you could potentially do. And, and I, I'm not, I have no knowledge, so I'm making this up, but I feel like you could make a living yeah, for in sure. those locations. Um, so what's the name of that podcast? Uh, passionate DJ podcast. Passion DJ. Passionate. Passionate. <laughs> passionate DJ, DJ podcast. podcast cool yeah uh our our leader uh david michael yeah he's you know we have the weekly show or sorry bi-weekly show and then also with those shows is a um youtube channel and on the youtube channel like he does a lot of product reviews and uh, industry news and things like that so it's kind of oh, multifaceted cool. so bi-weekly means every other week? every other week yeah. semi-weekly would be twice a week right yes okay i always get those two confused <laughs> and then uh the other show I do is um, the One More Rep podcast, which I started that two years ago with my uh, buddy Brody Mays out in Dayton, Ohio. He's the owner of CrossFit Excess. And that one, we just sort of talk about things periphery to your fitness life. Yeah. Um, we don't, we're not going to teach you like how to like get more on your back squat or right. how to make it to the CrossFit games. It's more about like the mentality, mentality aspect. Yeah. Um, I've listened to that a few times. Yeah. I haven't gotten into that one nearly as much as I have the Buckhorn podcast. Mm -hmm. I listen to that one just because it's, yeah, it's the, amusing. Yeah, I love the Buckhorn podcast. Like that's my that's the one I always go to. Like uh, the zombie skittle episode. Yeah, not not safe, <laughs> definitely not safe for work. They're in the middle of a conversation. And he's just like, Whoa, yeah, Whoa. poor Randy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the for those uh, listening, we've we've mentioned uh, Brandon several times in this show. But if you just want to listen to a show that doesn't have a format, it doesn't. But it's so but fun it's to so listen to. Fun to listen to those two just bicker and go at it. Um, my favorite episodes are the Florida Man episodes. Yeah, where they just read the Florida Man headlines. Well, the 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 headlines that they do are pretty good. Yeah, and like and just random conversations yeah. they have about different subjects that they find online or whatever. Those yeah. are pretty funny. Just this amorphous yeah uh, thing, but 
going, I say all that to say this. Uh, so I've been, you know, involved in podcasting for, you know, six years, give or take. And dude had reached out to me about, you know, what kind of equipment to purchase. And I was like, well, this is what I use, you know, but I use this because X, Y, and Z. And then I walk in today. I'm like, holy shit, he bought everything. Well, I told three him. days later, I sent you a picture. Yeah, but I was, I was like, like, it came. I was like, holy shit, he bought everything. I was like, oh my God, I hope I didn't tell him anything bad, you know, but he's got everything that I use and it, it's set up almost exactly like, <laughs> like how mine's set up. I was is like, it really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but well, but, what's funny is this is only the second time I've used the zoom. Okay. The first two episodes we recorded from an iPhone as we were on the road doing the bourbon trail, which considering what you, how you were doing it and what little knowledge you had. I was surprised. Well, and then you sent me the files and I was able to clean them up yeah. a little bit, but it wasn't horrible. It I've wasn't heard bad. much worse. Yeah. You know? The third one we did, I don't know if you've listened to the third episode, but the third one we did was sitting in his house. Mm-hmm. Trina and uh, Jillian, Tyler's wife, were sitting in the room next to us talking and Brylan was there. Yeah. And Brylan's, of course, he recognizes that we're doing something that where he could be potentially heard. heard. Yeah. So he's hamming it up <laughs> within five feet of us. And we're trying to run this thing like, Brian, get the out of here. We're trying to run a professional show here. Well, I wouldn't say professional, but at least a fun <laughs> show that's, you know, family friendly to a degree. Yeah. Um, but we're, <laughs> we're sitting there and he's just, of course, you know, doing what uh, teenagers do. Right. But, but the quality that came from this zoom thing mm-hmm. from, and you can see, I haven't even taken the plastic off my yeah. screen yet. Compared to the, just using the iPhone and the microphones. Yeah, you know? it was much different. And the coolest thing about this Zoom is that I can, it separates the tracks. So mm-hmm. now I can, if you're hot and I'm not or whatever, I can fix yeah. it so that we're a pretty even level. Yeah. So it's, it's, I would have never bought this because I didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. I would have just used one of those going into my computer. Yeah. Uh, pointing to a mixing board. And this is basically just a little portable mixing board that's like the size of a, an old school a Casio calculator. Well, I was going to say a 1990 cell phone, but, but Casio calculator. <laughs> the Zach as well. Morris phone. Yeah, the Zach Morris. Yeah. Phone. Um, yeah, and something else I do is uh, the podcast consulting. So if anybody wants to start yeah. a podcast, yeah. Uh, What's your email? Uh, Moding or I guess I can give that one. Modingo at gmail dot com. Modingo. M O D I N. Yeah. <laughs> M O D I N G O at gmail dot com. Yeah. M O D I. I feel like that could go to the B I N G O. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I've had a lot of people, his name <laughs> I have a lot of people reach out to me, uh, trying to figure out how they can start stuff. So I've since began to like, you know, try and, uh, develop a little bit more legitimacy behind that. So I do, yeah. I do consulting. Well, you've uh, helped me tremendously. So, I mean, honestly, yeah. I would have not been even close to this point if it weren't for you. So I'm glad that you were there. Um, well, I thank you for trusting me to yeah, no. be a part of this show and also let me become part of the live stream for the Arnold. So. I'm going to be presumptuous that we're going to probably record two more episodes of the bourbon hunters podcast during the Arnold with, oh, okay. with Mo. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Since you're going to be in town anyway, yeah. I'll corner. Well, we, we got our hotel, hey, we got our hotel reservations. What about, two or three months you ago? You have to, you have to. Oh, and actually we, we did a uh, Airbnb. Yeah. That's the, that's the way to go. Yeah. So the wheels are coming off. What, yeah. what do we got here? What's this? Oh, last thing so, okay. The so the last one is, uh, so I was in the sh- sh- uh, in the store kind of shopping a little bit and I, I know dude likes his bourbon, but I did stumble across, uh, this as I pour it out. 
So while you're pouring it, I, I just had one of our members come in and hold up a whiteboard that says, give me my singlet before you go. <laughs> so as you Is can that see, code for something? there's lots of, uh, well, I've got the last piece that I'm pulling off the, the stuff for, and I just have to press it. It's I'm about four minutes away from having it finished. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because uh, we talked about all the different balls in the air. Yeah, you know? juggling chainsaws. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, okay, go ahead. So, so you were it, pouring this out. What is this? Martel. Martel with a blue yeah Martel blue swift and this uh, is this is my first time whether it's cognac or cognac I have no yeah. idea but it's my first time having anything of this kind yeah, so Martel is a uh, brand of cognac which I'm not a huge cognac drinker with the exception of Hennessy white okay which is a uh, Hennessy you can only get in the Caribbean so whenever I go on vacation down there like to visit my father's family I always uh, bring a bottle back with me so what does it take to become a cognac? Uh, that I don't know. All right. Let's we're look about it to find up. out. Yeah. We're about to find out. We're about to school y'all. It says a high quality brandy mm. properly that this is not good English properly that distilled that is properly distilled that I'm guessing that's probably yeah. what they meant to say that is properly distilled in cognac in Western France. Is cognac a, a location? I, I believe it's a, a region of France. Oh, and here we go. We're about to hear how it's pronounced. Oh, I've got to turn up my volume, probably. There we go. Let's try it again. Cognac. Cone. Cone. Cognac. Cognac. So All we right. were close. So, so it's probably similar to the uh, like champagne. To be champagne, it's got to be in the champagne. In the champagne region. region yeah. yeah. So. All right. So let's. Uh, so yeah, it's cognac and it's uh, finished in finished bourbon in bourbon barrels. Okay. Uh, now, doesn't a lot of cognac get finished in bourbon barrels? Isn't that a thing? That, like I said, I don't know a lot about cognac, but this was the one specifically that I heard while listening to another podcast that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, and was intrigued by it and saw it. And this has become like a routine sipper for me in in the Dingo House. Okay, all right. So let's. Uh, As my wife has pointed out, I, I have put a dent in this bottle since we purchased it. It definitely smells sweeter. Yeah. It almost. I don't want to be. It almost smells maybe like a rum, maybe. Is that wrong? I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. It's Maybe it's just the sweetness that's overwhelming me after we've been drinking bourbon. True. Or maybe a brandy. Maybe that's... There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's along the same more. lines, yeah. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to like this from the from the nose. Have you had a taste of it yet? Yeah. Well, okay. I've been drinking this for about the a same month. Same brand. Now. Oh, yeah. Okay. The same exact bottle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You see, I can be like an evening sipper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I think I like it. Yeah. I think I like it. Damn you, Mo. <laughs> Listen, I'm just now getting into the bourbon thing. Because I was going to buy this for you, but then you were like, ah, I don't know. So I was like, okay, I, I'll bring well, you a yeah, sip. Yeah, I would hate for you to... No, and, and, and I appreciate that, but but, but, but I'm actually... sitting on a, a shelf somewhere. But I'm actually more excited that you wanted this yeah, Boone County. the Boone County. I'm I actually brought about. it, so... This is... Yeah, I don't know how often I would drink this, but yeah. I like it. it. It I... I would probably put this in the realm of a dessert drink for me. Just because of how sweet it is. How would you describe it? Let me think. I can't put my finger on what I'm nosing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very, very sweet. If that's the right. For some reason, I'm thinking rum. 
Yeah. Like it's it's sugary almost. Like a when when I smell it, like I think of cotton candy. And what's interesting is there's almost nothing. There's no punch on to the it. front of the tongue. Yeah. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. As it goes back, I start to feel a sweetness, and there's no burn. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, no finish at all. But there's almost no beginning. It's almost all middle. Yeah. Like if that makes sense, I. I feel like it's all in the back of the tongue, and then once you swallow it, it's gone. Mm-hmm. What's the proof on this? What do you know? I think it's like eighty-ish somewhere that, in that, that ballpark. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, that's I, I bought it in a are. flask, folks. So um, yeah, we don't have the bottle with yeah, us. I'm going to look it up me. right now. Martel. Oh, right there, first one. I don't know why you need to know my location to tell me about Martel cognac. <laughs> cognac, sorry. <laughs> Forged by passion, I will say mm. that. So, uh, come on. Now, what's your age? Yes. I was m- born in 1990. Mind your own damn business. Mind your own bi- And then, really? <laughs> come on. <laughs> Seriously? I don't want news from Cognac that's changing the game. I'm not a robot, and nor do I care about what... Oh, there we go. All right. I just clicked off of it. What was I looking up? I got frustrated. See. Oh, the, the, uh, yeah, it doesn't tell me. It, well, it's got a collection button, so I could probably look and see what we've got here. This is, um, blue label. It's not Cordon Blue Extra, right? No. no. Okay. Martel Blue Swift. Blue Swift. There we go. Limited edition by Ghetto Gastro. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a, apparently that was, uh, Okay, yeah, it's uh, yeah, 80 proof. Yep, uh, I just came across it as well. So it's saying that it's supposed to be more fruity mm-hmm. than spicy. Okay. Like it's fruitier than spicy. It's got this little... Uh, uh, and I would agree. Yeah. yeah, which I... That might be why I'm not getting anything on the back end of it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say I don't like it. I do like it. It's definitely different than, than bourbon. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is not a it's bad m- thing. It's, it's more sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Across the board. You, you're, I don't think you're going to get those peppery or bitter tones. No, not I at all. I don't think they're going to chunk like leather or smoke no. in any of these things. It's making me want to find out how you make this because I want to know where the flavor is coming from. And, and I feel like what you said, you would drink it with a dessert. I feel like this is a like a digestive type. Yeah. Uh, you know, not an aperitif. Not an aperitif. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! No. Uh, You're probably the only person I've known that's seen that movie besides me. Uh, so I don't know how to end this. I mean, I feel like we're just kind of in a holding pattern around the airport here. Yeah. To go a little Air Force. I don't know. <laughs> we're holding in a right pattern. In a right pattern. Right pat. Yeah. So. Uh, you're a fan of the. I so like l- l- it, yeah. let's just let's just talk about everything we drank today then. So yeah, let's do starting that. Starting off That's with good. the uh, Wilderness Trail. No, we, we'll go, we'll go oh, backwards. We'll go backwards, okay. So with the Martell, yeah, good after. Yeah, I after don't think dinner. this is something I would. We talked earlier how I come home at the end of the day. I wouldn't drink this. No, I wouldn't use it for that. I, I would. But agree. I would drink this right after a meal for sure. Yeah, I think I would finish my meal with this, as you said, as a digestive. Yeah, um, I like it. I. I I didn't know if I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I like it. Glad you did, though. I'm yeah. glad you... 
it's exposed you to something else. You yeah. did. You did. And I, it's funny because I get one track. I'll get tunnel vision a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I'm in bourbon right now. And I, I'm not a rye guy. Mm-hmm. So I have not gotten into rye whiskey. Everyone yeah. says that's like the next step after bourbon. Okay. But I, every time I try rye, I don't like it. Okay. I think it's too earthy. Mm. too spicy that's fair and um the you know, only you talk like your whistle pig and stuff like that yeah the yeah. only rise i've liked so far i've kind of liked the uh, angel's envy rye and i've liked I, the um i do like the billet rye i haven't had that yet yeah i did like the um what is it the uh boy that music's loud isn't it um oh it's the, the peppers man the basil hayden dark rye i've enjoyed okay, okay. um and then the rum i think their Caribbean one is also a rye, I think. The Basil ba- Hayden? The blue one right there that's sitting beside the McKenna. I did not know they made a rum. Oh, it's a, it's finished in rum casks. Oh, okay. It's not a rum. Um, but I think it starts as a rye. Yeah, reserve rye. Caribbean reserve rye. So it's finished in rum casks. Okay. But it's a rye. I think it's their dark rye finished in a rum cask, I think. Okay. It's hard to find, but it's... Uh, I've never seen it. It's good. You can definitely taste the rum finish. It's okay. it's interesting. That's like a, the Caribbean cask. Babe, what is that your your go-to? Yeah, sorry. I put my wife on the spot here. <laughs> Belvaney. Sorry. Yeah, it's Belvaney. Yes. Belvaney Caribbean cask. Have yeah. you had that? I haven't. No. Yeah, they finish it off in rum cask and you definitely taste it it gives you it really rounds everything out it's interesting it's really good that's how that tastes too like you taste the rye you taste the bourbony rye yeah. like whiskey rye or whatever and then it finishes with a rum kind of caribbean spice type mm-hmm. feeling um which that's about the one of only maybe three ryes i've ever liked yeah which uh when i went to london a few years ago i did buy a bought a 12-year bottle of a uh, triple cast uh Belvaney that we're sitting on we're not sure what for but it's up it's it's 15 years now i'll tell you this right now 16 okay if you watch the neat documentary i was talking about you'll stop sitting on it okay i used to sit on my bourbons and then just after watching that one of the things it says is like what are you sitting on it for? Well, but, uh, it's but, made to be drank, and it's made to be drank socially, like with people. Yeah, sit down. Maybe just, we'll crack it open. You yeah, come over. Just no. I mean, just the two of you. But there is another one though. I'm definitely sitting on, and we bought it. It was a 20 year. Yeah. And I'm uh, so that nonprofit I'm working with. Like one of our goals is to get into the Olympics in Los Angeles in 2028. Oh. So so if so that's if, what you're. Yeah, that's what I'm sitting on that one for. If then. Yeah. If then. Yeah. All right. Or, I, or when I, we find it, out we don't make it, one yeah, of the two. Either way. <laughs> Drown your sorrows or celebrate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, um, so, yeah, no, I, I like this. This yeah. is actually pretty good. good. So um, then rolling back, next one was Boone, Boone County. Boone County, yeah. The surprise surprise tasting for that today. That was. I didn't know this was coming. Yeah. So uh, I liked it. I, I um, Clean, that was my Yeah, my that was your take on it, I think. And I, I once you said that, I agree. Um, it was definitely thinner. Mm-hmm. on the tongue yeah it wasn't a heavy tongue feel yeah which i appreciate that sometimes i like the visc the viscosity, viscosity yeah. on the tongue sometimes that didn't have it i think it, when but i didn't mind that when either. i have something with viscosity like that like a you ever had dad's hat no so that's a really peppery but like if i'm eating like a some heavy protein like a steak or some pork chops yeah like i i appreciate it with you know with that kind of pairing sure I could see that. Yeah, like a, 
it's probably similar to the heavier IPAs and stuff like yeah, that kind of feeling. For sure. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I can definitely see myself drinking that, and I don't think it needs to be a mixer. Like, oh, absolutely, we mentioned not. ten cup. I I drank that more as a mixer, mm-hmm. um, but I could see this being a neat, easily a neat bourbon. I, it's a buy for me. I I would buy it. Um, I've never seen it. I, I've I've some of the podcasts I listen to have talked about it. The made by ghost thing is one yeah. of the things that just That's got pretty my classic. Attention. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and I've been wanting it and at least to try it. And I just haven't had it yet. So awesome. It's good. Makes me feel good. No, I liked it. It was really nice. Um, so then what did we have before that? We had the smooth ambler big level, big level. Yeah. And that was a weeded bourbon. Yeah. But, uh, while it was, it was very bad word here. Smooth. Yeah. Um, it did have some spiciness to it that mm-hmm. you don't normally expect to get from a wheat, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it was definitely interesting. You can as much as you want out of that. No. So what's that's happening now? He's, he's letting his wife taste yeah, this. Yeah, uh, Melissa, she likes her smooth ambler. So that's smooth ambler, which um, is... That's the bottle for that one. But it's uh, it's a weeded bourbon. It's out of West Virginia. That's mm-hmm. an, It says uh, proudly distilled in Appalachia or something like that mm-hmm. on the bottle. Um, but they're a West Virginia distillery. I would put uh, some, me, Mo, would put some ice in there. I could see that, yeah. yeah. I mean, but but to me, that's one that I could drink with ice um, or, you know, neat. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it because it is weeded, it doesn't have that harsh finish. Um, so I could easily drink that without ice, but mm-hmm. I could, but I, what's interesting about that is those weeded, smoother, less harsh finish, less harsh finishes mm-hmm. are the ones that I feel like I could throw some ice into, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if that makes sense or not, but to me, I like that. It yeah. pairs well. For me, it would be an issue of just like having it cold. Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and maybe, and adding a little bit of water to yeah. it. Yeah. Martel talks about a trick where he'll fill a cup with ice mm-hmm. and then swirl it around for a minute and then pour it back out and then put the bourbon into that yeah no cup. no no and put the bur- and pour the bourbon out of that ice cup into an empty cup so that way you're not so it gets chilled okay. you get a little bit of water okay. but it doesn't get you know watered See, down i've heard something similar where they chill the glass then pour the bourbon into the glass mm-hmm. so they put the ice in the glass yeah. swirl it around yeah. then pour out the ice and pour the bourbon into that yeah. glass um and that kind of goes back to your putting the stones in the refrigerator versus the freezer right that, you know. I've never experienced this, and again, my palate's not super sensitive, but they say when you cool your bourbon too fast, it closes it down instead of opens and, and, it up. And I can see that from a from a chemical Chemistry, reaction. Yeah. Uh, Water opens acid. it up, supposedly. Yeah. Um, and I'll do that sometimes when I'm at home. I'll take a drink, and then I'll run it real quick under the filtered water just for a quick splash. Just, yeah. And you'll notice a difference. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I'll, I need to actually go get a dropper or something like yeah, that. So I, I, I can that fully maximize that. So the last one we drank was Wilderness Trail. Or yeah. the first one, I should say, we drank. Uh, Wilderness Trail, but it was the small batch bottled in bond, mm-hmm. um, which means it was aged at least four years. It was in a government facility mm-hmm. being under know, lock aged. and key. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that one, I think I would, proof. I would just add some water. Some water, yeah. So I, I would still drink it room temperature. Yeah, I like it neat but i think water i think i haven't tried it this way but i think mm-hmm. water would i feel like you would open it up yeah yeah it i agree with you on open that one. up a little bit you know. yeah i i would 
Definitely agree with that. Um, but I've had the Wilderness Trail neat a few times now, and I think it's growing on me every time I drink it. it I didn't dislike it the first time, mm-hmm. um, but tonight I hadn't had it in probably two or three days, and it was, was that the first one we had? Yes. Um, and I always wonder how that affects things too. Mm-hmm. Like we started with a ride bourbon, then we went to a weeded bourbon, mm-hmm. then back to a ride bourbon. And I, I always wonder how that affects what you well, take from it. And I think a lot of it, because like you you said you normally drink your bourbon like at wind down time. Yeah. I, I feel like that has an impact on it too, like yeah, how you perceive sure. the taste. Well, and supposedly what you've eaten throughout the day yeah. makes a difference. And, uh, and I would totally like agree that. with that. Um, but yeah, I, the one thing I'll say is I've had this, I think three different times now and every time I've enjoyed it. Mm. So I don't think it's mattered what I've, what I've, uh, what I've had with it. Well, I truly appreciate you inviting me on the show. Yeah. Thanks um, for coming. It's man. been an awesome time. Tyler and I have had a tough time matching up times <laughs> to get together. Uh, he just took a promotion. Oh, he a, did. Yeah. Oh, he congratulations. Was, yeah. I haven't met him yet. So yeah, yeah, he's a big dumb animal. He's, he's awesome. Um, he's so funny. Uh, but he's, maybe he can come to the Arnold and we can do a, he'll, he'll we, probably, and we do can that. do a three way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be there. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be there. Uh, or hell, I, well, now that they have, now that they have the three lanes open on 70 between Dayton and Columbus, like we got here in record time and we were, we were taught we were speaking about that when we yeah. showed up because it took us all of 45 minutes to get here which is a, which is a, like amazing i want to go i think it's called the century bar oh yeah i absolutely it's no, one you, of the top bourbon no. bars in america i want to we're, go we're going i want to well, go well, there. So maybe we'll, we'll over see if we can record there too and talk to them even oh that would be pretty cool yeah reach out to them but one, uh, one thing talk about their problems and yeah, you yeah. Know, maybe getting bourbon if they have any for sure so but definitely yeah you need to you and trina need to come over and spend the night we'll drink whatever there are keys in a bowl stuff stuff on the piano (laughs) what's watches nowadays come on oh is it watches yeah i've been out of the game man i've been out of the game but um yeah come over uh we'll we'll, i'll throw some meat on the smoker because you know i love to barbecue and we'll just we'll enjoy some delicious bourbons that sounds good to me yeah and and trina girls like horses so i'm sure yeah i think she likes unicorns okay well we we, we can put a derivative of a horse yeah or the other way around we can put a horn on on baby that's that's our horse and and trina will be fine (laughs) all right well hey thanks again for coming on we're gonna we're gonna call it it a a day i've got a uh a single that i've got to print up here yeah but uh thanks again for coming down oh thanks for having me man it's awesome i love getting to spend time with you yeah all right brother cool man till next time all right Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review with whatever it is you are listening to the podcast on. In addition, we can be found on Instagram and Facebook as The Bourbon Hunters and at our website, www.bourbonhunters.com.